Greetings, listeners. Welcome to Space Cowboys, a Roswell, New Mexico podcast, formerly known as Reimagining Roswell, here on purefandom.com. I am Liz Prue, joined by my co-host, Meg Bonnie. Hello. And this week, we are going to talk about episode three of the first season of Roswell, New Mexico on the CW Network. The last two episodes you can find on iTunes at Pure Fandom or SoundCloud, uh, Pure Fandom where we talk about the first two episodes of the first season, as well as some bonus episodes into the real Roswell incident, alien stuff, some lore from the books that we may see in the CW show, all sorts of fun stuff. Um, But in this episode, the title is Tearing Up My Heart, a nod to the, of course, NSYNC song. It's tearing up my heart when I'm with you. That's also the episode, or episode, that's also the music video, Meg, I don't know if you remember, where they were all wearing quarter zips, quarter zipped, ribbed, really tight shirts. With Girl, little, I like, remember. That like key ring zipper. <laughs> Pretty sure that was like my sexual awakening. Yes, I remember. Mm-hmm. I know, so good. Um, but before we dive in to all of these points, theorize because we've been given more beef to theorize this week. Meg's going to give us a quick recap of the episode. Yes. All right. So in episode three, Liz is still trying to solve the mystery of Rosa's death. Her search starts with Max still. She's trying to do some tests on him, but he gets really mad and like blows up her really expensive machine. Jeez. And Isabel is like, dude, why the F are you letting this girl use you as a lab rat? And obviously it's because Max loves Liz, hard eyes, and they get into a fight. So Isabel and Max are having some issues. And Liz is still trying to look for those answers about her sister's death. And she goes and talks to Maria and they find a CD at the bar and it has these like super well thought out clues and their song titles from the 90s. So that leads Liz and Maria to the roof they find a letter and the letter is from max and she thinks it's max bone and her sister it's not spoiler hopefully you've also watched the episode tonight so otherwise you know spoilers liz finally confronts max about the letter and her suspicions um she obviously she's pissed she yells at him and he is just devastated and he also says oh yeah fyi i've loved you forever and this is all meanwhile he's on a date with poor cameron who's sitting in a car waiting for max to come back he's confessing his love to liz <laughs> Alex sorry and I, shouldn't have, I shouldn't have laughed but it's just like <laughs> damn it girl can she catch a break like she's awesome and i really wish there were more hunky dudes we could set her up with on that show but Anyway, so Alex and Michael are super cute, and they're all snugly in bed after after their last week, and they go to the drive-in, yada, yada, stuff happens. They get into a fight about Michael's kind of shady side hustle. Uh, Mains, who is Alex's dad, that's Sergeant Mains, he tries, he's still trying to recruit Kyle because he's a Valenti, and I'm sure they're going to get more into that, but Kyle stays strong, and he really doesn't give him too much information, but he's really curious, so he's out kind of searching for himself because he wants answers. And Isabel tries to get into Liz's head to tell her to leave, 
but she can't because she keeps seeing Rosa and it all gets kind of messed up and another layer of mystery to all of this. And then meanwhile, Max goes back to his house, which is full of books, which we'll talk about later. And he's just crushed after his talk with Liz and he has like a super uber man meltdown and like causes a town blackout and scene. That's, that's the stuffs. Lots of stuff. That's lots of good stuff. Um, I think that we got more insight into what the, what the show is, is really about this episode. Like, I feel like the first two episodes were kind of a buildup of, okay, here's Roswell, New Mexico. Here are these people. Um, here's this love story. Obviously they're aliens, but this episode really dove into, okay, so we know more about the government threat a little bit. Some like sides people are taking, um, or sort of, we don't know what side Kyle is taking yet, but we can kind of see he's dipped his toes in maybe a little bit too deep with the government folks. Um, shit's getting worse with Max and we are, we're finding more and more details about Rose's deaths and her death. Um, at first I thought it was just kind of like, I don't know, something to bring Max and Liz together somehow and to have some screen time, but it really seems to be the focal point of the season. So the Rosa mystery is my super duper favorite like component of all of this, that CD. I felt like that was such a cool, also props to us because we sent them a CD and it ended up being like a thing they already did in the show. That was really cool. No, um, we sent them two CDs. We sent them Max's Mix, meaning we sent the CW Roswell, New Mexico team a mixtape of what Max would have had on his, or a mix CD of what Max would have had 2008 senior year of high school and what Liz Orteco would have had 2008 senior year of high school. And we hadn't even seen this episode yet, guys. Yay. If the mic's not picking it up, I'm clapping for joy. Yes. That was Holla. awesome. I was really excited about that. So it's Rose's mix and, you know, at face value, okay, it's a CD, whatever. They happen. But then she she's so freaking smart. I love Liz and her brain and how she's written. She's like, wait a minute. This isn't, these are locations because the first two places are places she's found the little heart. And I love, like, just the mystery component, like, that little like the detail of that was just so cool and then they, so they start following that trail and I don't know I feel like there's more spots on there I feel like that's something they're going to carry over throughout the season because I think the last one they got to was the Saturday night in a small town was the last one that they actually investigated before Liz was like what the f dude were you sleeping with my sister were you sleeping with my sister um I think that someone else was maybe sleeping with Rosa because, uh, and maybe this is just a, like a far-fetched theory, but when Isabel was inside of Liz's head at the drive-in and Rosa was appearing to her, and I don't know if it was like a projection of what maybe Isabel pushes out or wants to see, I'm assuming we'll learn more about that as we learn more about Isabel's powers, but Rosa was saying, I wish we could stay like this forever or it could stay like this forever or be like this all the time. She said something like that. And it was like, wait, what? Did you catch that that? whole thing? 
that whole thing was super weird. Yeah, because you're right. It could have been like what she took, like when she messed with Rose's mind the first time, which we're led to believe that that was a a factor in her death, or at least something that happened the day she died. But then they also kind of side mention, and I don't know if they mentioned it before, if it's the first time I caught it, um, that the mom has left, and then while Liz is standing there and Isabel's trying to, you know, go into her mind. She's trying to plant that in her head for her to leave too. So I'm wondering if that's the reason the mom left was Isabel did that to the mom and then she did something to Rosa. And I feel like that's all connected. But yeah, it's got to be maybe something to do with like her lover. Maybe it's one of the aliens. Do we know if Isabel maybe, maybe it's no, I feel like there is an age difference there, right? Or no. No, well, she's that twins with Max. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, Isabel and Rosa could have had a thing. And, like, that's why she was so upset when she went back and was talking to her husband because she, like, saw Rosa and she was kind of effed up about it after she saw her. Um, it could have been Michael. I don't know. I feel like there are, there's just, like, a whole nother piece of the puzzle that we haven't even thought of yet that has to do with Rosa and how she's connected to the aliens and I thought that was really an interesting little twist on that. Yeah, there's something of there's like an emotional connection there, not just like a cover up. Because if it was this them trying to cover their asses, I feel like she wouldn't have gotten so shook. And she kept right. saying, "I can't go through. I couldn't go through with it." To Michael, and then she was so upset when she came home, and it was like, "Why are you so upset if you're just covering up something that you've been cool with for the last ten years?" You know. Mm-hmm. And, that seeing, total sense. and seeing Rosa triggered those, those feels. Um, why don't you tell me what you thought about Malik's just huffing and puffing in that trailer? Oh, I didn't watch it three times just to have accurate note-taking abilities because, oh my God, like it's just, I don't know. They have such a connection in every single like touch but feels like it's I don't know filled with so much of that 10 years and everything that's between them and what might have been and what could have been and it just feels like every single moment between them every kiss it's just so much more of a big deal than any other kiss on that show and every single time they speak to each other even at the the drive-in not to like move away from that amazing bed scene but the drive-in when they're talking and they're just talking about the movie and it could have been like a throwaway line, but he says, you know, I've seen this movie. I know how it ends. Like clearly that's about them. And it's like every conversation they have is so weighted in this history that they have. And like every single touch is just like filled with so much yearning. I mean, obviously I hated it. Just kidding. (laughs) I know, right? It's like, I love that we have two different kinds of relationships, steamy relationships. Like we have the one, like you, I love how you worded that. You said that in the way you said how everything they say is so weighted with their history. And we have this already epic romance and it's, it ain't losing steam. Let's just say that. And then on the other hand, we have Liz and Max who are just really getting started romantically. So it's cool to have those two different types of love dynamics on the show. So that way it's like, you kind of really, you can't really compare the two, you know? 
it's true and they're very they're vastly different like obviously max has always held you know on to this love for liz but she kind of didn't really think about him too much or maybe she did and they just haven't really explored it but when isabel looked into her to kind of get her to leave town she saw that she really does love max so that's there like that's a thing it just it doesn't feel as i guess weighted to use that word again but it weighted as the other love story but also speaking of love story we should also bring up the complication of Liz having a fiance back in Denver. Yeah, like, I keep clearly she wasn't sitting around waiting for Max too much. Yeah, I keep forgetting about that. Like they keep dropping that line in, and you're like, oh yeah. And it's like, is some hottie gonna come strolling into town and make this a quad triangle? Yeah, like what's the deal with this person? Like we don't know anything about them. Does her dad even know that this person exists? I don't know. We haven't heard a thing. <gasps> who would be your dream? Like, I'm just saying total CW style. Who would be your dream fiance guy to guest star? Oh my gosh. I know. Can I, I can't believe I just put this on you, but you're welcome. Like, I want it to actually not be in some old. I want it to be Damon Salvatore and make it a crossover. <laughs> but, oh, oh my God. What about Matt? It's Matt <gasps> Before I forget, did you see that Liz had TBD books or Rosa had a Vampire Diaries book on her bookshelf? I saw they were vampires. I didn't realize they were the Vampire Diaries. I thought they were going to do some sort of like Twilight throwaway line or something because of like the yearning and the danger. But I didn't realize. That's amazing. Bing. I love it. Bing. Um, yeah, we, we vote Damon Salvatore shows up. Or Klaus Michelson somehow is resurrected and shows up. Or Matt Donovan. He somehow moved himself to Denver. He's a small town cop. Moved to Denver. Very like Laguna Beach style. No, the hills. It would be the hills. He'd pack up his car. It's convertible and he'd head out west. And he'd meet Liz. Like, oh, she's so sciencey. I love it. And then they get engaged and then she leaves town. Oh, that's a sad Matt story, that, but most of his stories are, so. They are fits. sad. That's accurate. I would say I'd be fine if she was with, like, Alaric Saltzman, and it was like, yes, girl, get yourself a nice older gentleman, okay, mm. who likes himself a good glass of bourbon. He'd, he'd come in and just be like, yeah, they're aliens. Cool. Awesome. I'm running a school full of supernatural creatures. Babe, let's go. Mm-hmm. That'd be the only, no. Alaric Saltzman would be the only person I'd be fine with Liz leaving Max for. I could get on board with that, but like, have they even said it's a dude? Are we, are we putting her in a box that we don't yet know about? No, they said guy. Maybe. Oh, I was they like hoping, he... hoping we could have like one of the other people from T, like Nina DeRove show up. Like, boo, where'd you go? Oh my that would God. be awesome too. They would be the <laughs> best couple. No, I'm pretty sure she said, great. I, I love your, um, I love your awareness of that. I applaud you. you. But I'm pretty sure she said he, he she said something about how he is perfect or something like that. You're right. I know. Nah, I, I got it. it. I don't it was a dude. I, I'm gonna continue my Alaric Saltzman <laughs> dream here. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay Team Donovan all the way for sure. And then like they can have like a small town cop off where they have to like 
outdo each other and outbrood each other. Like, I've read this book three times. He's like, well, I've read this book four times. Oh, my God. I, know. I feel like it'd be really great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now you may have convinced me. Um, can I write that fan fiction? Yes, mm-hmm. I can. Okay. Okay, girl. Um, I have a question for you. Okay. So, okay. Can we really blame Isabel for calling out what Liz is doing to Max? No. Like, she's definitely justified in her, like, what the fuck are you doing here, guys? But I think a little, it's a little too involved in Max's life. But yeah, totally justified in being like, what the hell, dude? Not even just like for exposure. Like, clearly she's using him. So yeah. Definitely. And I understand why Liz is playing Max, or I guess was playing Max, because they kind of both called out what they're doing. Um, Which I'm glad that this didn't go on for like more than one episode. But I still didn't like it. Like, I understood it, but I didn't like it. I didn't like that she was doing that to him. Agreed. I have a question for you. Yes. So now that we have seen all of the characters a little more, we kind of see where they are as far, as far as like their morals and like loyalties. Are we sure Max is like the best guy for her? Because Kyle seems pretty freaking cool. Just saying. I mean, I'm team Trevino for life, so I just need to put that aside. But also... <laughs> I love how, um, I love the, the scenes between Liz and Kyle. And I don't know if I love it romantically or I just love it because their banter is awesome. Like their scenes together are electric in a way of, oh my God, I'm really excited for their dialogue. This is a fun scene to watch. The way Nathan Parsons stares at her, he's just so dreamy, you know? Like he's that perfect love interest for just being so like, dreamy i mean i i was trying to think of someone i could compare him to but he's really got you know he's got that like uh rugged cowboy charm um he's a badass but he's also like a softy i think it's one of those things where i don't know if she's the he is the best for her but they are definitely star-crossed in some way and we need to explore that and as you know, then she can make her own decision. Like, I feel like she needs to, she needs to ride that horse, see what she thinks, and then she can move on. Who knows? Maybe someone else will come along that uh, we think is better for Max. I don't know. But I, I think we need to see it explored before we make a decision. I, I agree. But, like, he gets a little ragey. I love that he's not just, like, a flawless no problem, clear choice, romantic, male lead. Like, dude's got some issue. Like, every time he gets mad, he blows fuses, literally. Like, she... But this is a recent thing. This is a, this is a side effect. So I think we need to take that into account. This is something that's happening because of what he did to her. Because when she touched his lip because of the hot sauce, there was a school blackout. So maybe it's just Liz. Maybe it's not just, oh. I mean, it could be this time because he healed her. That is but right. Maybe, maybe his love for her somehow, like, it's electric, you know? 
I was going to sing, but I couldn't remember It's electric. See, you always got me with the song. It's electric. Woogie, woogie, woogie. That right? I love it. I used to work at a wedding hall. It was like the worst job ever. That's why at our wedding, I was like, no electric slide, no celebration, um, no butterfly kisses. I'd heard it too much. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. But you didn't ban Tootsie Roll, right? Uh, I, honestly, yeah. at that point, I didn't remember. <laughs> because, oh, did I tell slight, this will be our one tangent, guys. Um, mm-hmm. The caterer, they made, up, made it up to us afterwards. They um, just didn't send the food because they had overbooked that night. So we had the bar open an extra hour and 45 minutes at an adult-only wedding. So I don't remember what was played. I'm going to be honest with you. But it was the best day of my life. Next to when Tina was born. That's awesome. Yeah, But, like, also, damn, that sucks that they didn't bring you food. But, like, awesome. Yeah, totally. Anyway. Back to Roswell. Oh, I have to mention this line because I wrote it down because, yes, I take notes while I watch shows because I am a super nerd and I will not apologize for it. When the very beginning of the episode, when Max has like all the things and she's hooking up the things on his chest and she says, your heart's racing. And he's like, it's not racing because I'm scared of you. And I was like, oh, my God, in his eyes. Yeah. Like, what? I told you, that's what I'm saying. It's the dreamy cowboy stuff. I wrote the same thing. I put, if Max and Liz don't kiss soon, I'm going to lose it. Like I don't want them to kiss. I'm seriously going to lose it. it. I love the tension that they build every time they're, like, next to each other. Because it's like he's looking into her soul, and she wanted to kiss him. And then she's like, what the fuck am I doing? I think this guy murdered my sister. But, like, she even is, like, (laughs) powerless to his advances, you know? Like... And this was before she set out for her mission and, like, she got all, like, the other clues. She was still, like, that intro. That was a really cool science intro to observation, hypothesis, that whole thing. So at that point, she was still very, like, nope, I have to take emotions out of it. But, like, the second she locked eyes with him, she's like, ooh, flutter, flutter, flutter heart. And, yeah, like, she's powerless, powerless to the max. Okay, so the other thing that I think we should talk about um, is Kyle's mom and how despite being a first-generation American and she is the daughter of legal immigrants, she seems to be very conservative and kind of anti the Orteco family, which I thought was an interesting spin on her character, but also nice because can't have everything in one bucket. It's nice to have the different perspectives. What did you think of that? I thought it was very realistic because her family took a lot of pride in how hard they worked to do things the right way. And she clearly has taken that into adulthood with her career. She's a cop following orders, doing things the quote unquote right way. So it definitely makes sense for her character and why she would be so prideful on it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it also provides an interesting, I guess, uh, element to Kyle and his decisions because that really is, and he says to, um, what's his face? What's the guy's name again? The Mains. Mains. To Mains, how he says, you know, my family, yada, yada, yada. Like he's, he 
is really taking that into account in how he handles mains and how he works with mains and where his loyalties lie. So I thought it was really good that they introduced that because otherwise we're just only left to wonder that Kyle is acting and making decisions a certain way because of his feelings for Liz. And I don't think, I don't really think that's, I don't think that's his motive at all. I think it's the foreground of where, or the foundation that his family has set. And that's where he's going to start making decisions. I think Liz influences it a little bit and out of respect for her, he's kept quiet, but he also said, you know, that's doctor patient confidentiality. I'm not going to break that confidentiality. I'm just not going to do it. And I think whether it was Liz or not, he still would have stood his ground. Agreed. It seems like he has a lot of integrity. And in most shows, he would kind of be the villainous, like, romantic rival guy. But he's actually, like, a really good friend to Liz. And I do, I agree. I think that it's more to do with his family and their values. But also, he probably knows that means will use Liz's family against her for being undocumented. And he, I think, knows firsthand the risks there. And I'm sure his family has talked about it. And I think he knows that if he gives Liz up, that puts her whole family at risk. Mm-hmm. So many, oh, so many things that are influencing this. It's not just about the aliens, you know? I actually sometimes forget they're like space aliens on this show. <laughs> I know. Until they too. start doing like creepy shit. I'm like, oh, they're just another supernatural creature. And it's like, oh, no, they're from outer space. Okay. Or are they? We don't know. I, mean, I, I think- do like that. They don't, they don't super heal. And I, that's kind of a nice touch because every other supernatural show or anything like that, superheroes, they get hurt and then they're fine. But like mm-hmm. he's still got his, his wounds, you know, he's still a little messed up. So I thought that was a cool spin. But I wanted to talk before we finish. I wanted to know if you had any theories about who the 13th Zodiac is. And I forget what his name was on that little note. So he's, he was in that little box that they found under the bridge. So he's, or she, we don't know, um, is connected to Rosa somehow. And it kind of seems romantic. And the fraudulent Zodiac that was written on her hand, it feels like that's all connected. So who do you think that this person is that, that wrote her that note? I'm trying to decide if it, if it would be a bigger twist, if it was someone we know or someone we haven't been introduced to yet. Like, you know how, and I think it was last week's recap, we talked about how other aliens being introduced would, you know, that would introduce some more big bads, some different perspectives. Then we'd see some of the humans siding with some of the aliens to go against these bigger, badder aliens. Um, and maybe that's why, you know, Isabel tried to cover up the reason Rosa died because, you know, there's a, an even bigger threat out there. Not saying that she's a threat, but, you know, for the sake of conversation, she's quote unquote, the threat as the perspective in the show. Um, I don't know. I, I really don't because if right now, from what we know about all the different characters, if it's a love interest, I don't really see anyone being that person. Um, I also need to dig more into my astrology. I'm pretty into astrology, but I'm like, okay, 13th Zodiac, fraudulent Zodiac. I know that was a song lyric, but does it also mean something else? Um, 
I would assume that, you know, because came from space, the stars, Zodiac, all that will somehow be connected. Um, yeah, I, I, don't, I really don't know. And I like that because it gives us something to, to think about. But I need more beef to theorize. Same days. But I also have a working alien to go on your alien theory about Rose's 13th Zodiac lover. So what if all of this stuff with Max and how he kind of has a tough time controlling his like love drunk power because that kind of seems where it's stemming from. What if Rose's death was an accident and it was the alien like really did love her and the hand is like that person trying to save her or bring her back and it was like it wasn't a malicious thing. It was just really unfortunate and tragic accident that they had to cover up and they had to send the mom away because she saw something or knew too much. I love that. That would would be just like the sadness level that that show is operating at, like that tragedy Mm -hmm. of love. I think that would be really cool. Well, and it would be such a hard smack in the face for Liz who will, I continue, I will assume continue to, play detective and finding out she's like determined now she knows even though after the whole max confession of the drive-in like she knows that something sketchy happened with her sister's death but if it ends like that to where no it really was an accident and that person was trying to save her life you know that may be the gobsmack that she needs to change her whole perspective like you may have thought you weren't being prejudiced against these aliens but as soon as you saw that handprint on her you thought there was some shady business and that wasn't necessarily the case. So she needs to gain some more perspective on that too. And not just all of a sudden go on the, Oh my, Oh my God, you guys are the bad guys. Right. And maybe that's why she was pissed at Max for leaving a note for Liz. Maybe Rosa was having like a a fight with her alien love and kind of just redirected it at Max because she probably knew about him or had a feeling or maybe that whoever she was seeing the 13th zodiac if it is an alien kind of told her about the others and maybe she was just like i don't want my sister mixed up with y'all nonsense and drama and that and she was obviously under the influence of something and maybe that's why she pushes him and tells him to leave and takes the letter i don't know so many so many different angles we can go from well there you go girl i like you theorizing it's my favorite. I love that this show isn't just love story, love story. And it's like, here's a little bit more. Here's a little bit more. And like really well thought out details. And I like that a lot. I like to theorize with you. It's pretty fun. It is fun. I'm going to dig more. I'm going to maybe look into some of that book stuff we were researching from the Roswell High books and see if there's some fun little lore we can pull from that too. Now that we're getting into all the other aliens powers and stuff too. Yeah, and I will get working on my Matt Donovan fan fiction. Yes, Queen. I love it. (laughs) We all have homework. Yes, homework for everyone. And you guys let us know what you think of um, the show, of the episode. You can tweet us at pure underscore fandom. And you can, of course, find more news on purefandom.com. And we're also on Facebook and Instagram. Um, We also have some really other great podcasts. If you love the Sci-Fi Network, Brad and Court are amazing. Make sure you check out Brad and Court Talk. They recap all sorts of shows. 
They're also recapping Siren, which is on, that's on ABC, right? And Freeform. Freeform, yes. Owned by ABC, I think. Correct. I don't I can't keep it straight now. Um, but yeah, check that out. If you're into like evil mermaids, that's kind of fun. And then me and the hubs are doing our Game of Thrones podcast, a podcast remembers. And Megan Herhubs just launched a YouTube show, y'all. Yes, it's super fun and dorky, and we love it. It's called Pure Random. We actually talked about Roswell in our first episode, because of course we did. did. I love it. Um, Well, thanks so much for tuning in, guys, and we will catch you next week. Bye.